Undefeated Summer League champs? Maybe? Not quite, but almost. 5-0 and in Summer League, pretty good for New Orleans. Plus, are the Pelicans better on defense than they were a year ago? And no Pelicans on Christmas Day or any national TV game to open the season? Wrong? Right? Let's get into it in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday Summer League champs shoot off the fireworks, make the rings, call the jeweler, and get a trophy, right? Well, not quite. The Pelicans weren't in the official Summer League title game, but we're going to be like Tulane in 1998, UCF in whatever year it was, and we are going to declare the Pelicans Summer League champions. I don't know if split titles are a thing in Summer League, but they are now. Enjoy it. It's nice. It's cool to go 5-0 and and win every single game and look pretty good doing it. And the Pelicans won in dominant fashion yesterday, 87-59 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll touch on that at the beginning of today's show. Then I want to look at the Pelicans' defense. Are they better now than they were a year ago? That's going to be a really key thing for the Pelicans this upcoming season. And then no national TV, no, or at least to start the season or on Christmas Day. After getting one a year ago and being on national TV all the time, not to put Zion in the opening week of the season on TNT, ESPN, ABC. That seemed wrong. That seemed right. Let's get into it in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So, Summer League, big win for New Orleans, 87-59 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, no Trey Murphy in this one. This was just a whole lot of New Orleans doing the New Orleans thing. And this is going to tie into the next segment because they really won this game with defense. They just forced the Timberwolves to do everything wrong. Minnesota shot under 30% in this one, 29.2% and just 20.7% from three. They just dominated them in every sort of fashion, forced 23 turnovers. They grabbed seven steals, five blocks, just swallowed up the defensive glass in this one too, um, and hit the offensive glass hard. Exactly what you want to see, kind of starting to see, as we talked about on Monday, the DNA of this Pelicans team. And it was nice to see other guys really step up. Dalton Homas finally kind of got going offensively, three of four from deep. He finished with 17 points. Moses Wright out of Georgia Tech, former teammate of Jose Alvarado, who's the other Pelicans two-way guy that we talked about on Monday. He went off for 13 in this one, including a stretch where he dominated the game. That was really wonderful to see. David DeLeo was also four of nine from three, 13 points. We don't know what the futures of these guys are, but the Pelicans may be wanting to fill out their G League squad. Look for exhibit 10 deals to potentially be signed by some of these guys. That's essentially a G League contract that gives you up to a $50,000 bonus if you spend the season on the G League team. You still might get poached by an NBA squad where you forfeit that bonus, but if you're going to the NBA, you don't really care. Basically means don't go play overseas, play for the G League team here, and you get a bonus. And the Pelicans got some looks at these guys, maybe liked what they saw. It was nice to see them get minutes with no Trey Murphy in this one, just to get other guys more playing time. 
And they did well with it. Herb Jones continued to impress and kind of do his well-rounded game. Seven points for him, three rebounds, two assists. Najee Marshall, you know, not trying to shoot too much in this one. He just took five shots. He played almost 24 minutes in this one. Ten assists, ten rebounds, kind of being the point guard at times and really facilitating the offense. Kyra Lewis Jr. still struggled with his shot, but seven assists on the night. Um, And three turnovers, a little bit higher than you'd like to see from him, but still overall just... I don't know. Good good game from the Pelicans in this one. Um, and you heard rave reviews, by the way, for Coach Willie Green after this. Will, um, Najee Marshall said it's been also it's been great playing for Willie Green so far. Undefeated together. He's a beautiful duo. Um, he's just a real good coach. He's a real good players coach, and it's easy to connect with him and play hard for him. What a quote. What a freaking quote after the year of Stan Van Gundy where the players hated him. And didn't want to play hard for him. Probably also why we saw such bad Eric Bledsoe season. But despised the dude, right? Really did not like playing for him. And now you get guys that are like, oh, I want to go to battle for this guy. I want to play hard for this guy. And now going into training camp, your new head coach in Willie Green is already going to have strong endorsements from guys like Najee Marshall, from Trey Murphy, from Kyra Lewis Jr. The guys we know are going to be getting minutes for the NBA team this year. And then probably from Herb Jones, too, with whatever role he ends up filling for the Pelicans this season. And he just got a deal, um, a guaranteed contract. So that's great. So he's got a bunch of people that are going to come in and endorse him and already are bought into what he's trying to do. Which, by the way, starts on the defensive side of the ball. And that's what I want to get into in the next segment of today's show. Are the Pelicans better defensively than they were a year ago? Because the Pel- Willie Green coached the Suns' defense, sixth best in the league. Does he have the guys to make this work? Is it going to be kind of him on improvement and things like that? We'll get into it coming up next because it's quite a departure from what Stan Van Gundy wanted the Pelicans to do last season. Is that the biggest difference? Let's get into it coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Sweatblock, the Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Look, it's hot. It's really freaking hot outside, especially in the South in the summer. I sweat. It's unpleasant. It's not fun. I don't like talking about it, but it's just one of those things that happens. I talk a lot in my day job. I talk a lot here. And sometimes when I'm talking and you're having a conversation with someone just because you're moving, you're talking, your muscles are moving, you're doing all that, you sweat. It sucks to be in a one-on-one meeting, an important meeting, and you're basically just pitting out right there. And you're wearing a white dress shirt. And now you're wondering if the person across from you is looking at that. Is it obvious that you're sweating? It's just a bad situation to be in. God forbid you're at a, you're on a date or you're at a wedding or something like that or a presentation you need to go really well. It's not fun. But in the moment, it feels like such a big deal, even though this isn't actually life or death. And that's why I got, I got to try them. I love these sweat block antiperspirant wipes. It's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. And you simply apply it the night before, go to bed. Next morning, you wake up, just do your thing. You don't need to worry about sweating too much. They're doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work for seven days per use. One wipe, seven days. That's awesome. Plus, they have the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Put one of these on on Monday. Took my dog for a walk at like two o'clock today. Hottest time in the afternoon here in New Orleans. It's brutal with the humidity. Not worried about sweating. Didn't need to come home, change a shirt or anything like that. Still smell clean. I am clean. It's great. So if you want to give these things a try, go to sweatblock.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off. Again, it's sweatblock.com using promo code locked on. You can also get them on Amazon or at CVS. 
Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life wear on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who just sits at a chair all day and either talks or types and reads and deals with like Excel spreadsheets. It's tough, man. Sitting all day is absolutely brutal on your body. And there's times I wake up and it feels like I've just been put through the ringer. And that's where Theragun can really help you if you're like me. It's the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using that signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. And the OLED screen and design is going to make you think you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behavior and it's going to suggest new routines that's going to help you just feel better. And Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers. So try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to Therabody, therabody.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Again, that's therabody.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. Okay, so the Pelicans defensively have looked really good in Summer League, but it's Summer League, right? Is this team going to be better defensively this season than they were a year ago? And that's kind of the the money question for New Orleans right now. We know the offense is going to be better, even if it's incrementally, right? Like incrementally makes them a top 10 offense. That's good. We're not worried about them in that sense. But defensively last season, they were not great. They had a stretch for two months to really end the season when things looked better. But over the whole season, the whole body of work, it's not encouraging. And that's something that the Pelicans are going to need to figure out. Because unless the offense is like top three good, you're going to struggle to get... If you're struggling to get stops, you're going to lose a lot of games. Unless the offense is that good, maybe they get there. I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. But I also don't know if that's absolutely a lock. So defensively, they're, they're still going to be needed and it's going to be important and they're going to need to improve on that side of the ball. So gone, Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, Steven Adams in, Valchunas, Devontae Graham, Trey Murphy. Those are kind of the three biggest pieces changing here, plus people going into the starting lineup. Are they going to be better? Devontae Graham, I hate to say it, defensively, he's undersized at 6'1 and under 200 pounds. He's not great on that side of the ball. He doesn't press the point of the t- attack. He's he's not a liability defensively, but he's not good. He's definitely below average when it comes to that side of the ball. It's a concern, especially for the Pelicans who ranked 23rd in defense last season. So if he's in the starting backcourt alongside Nikhil, I think you lose something there, even though Eric Bledsoe was just a complete dumpster fire last year. But Lonzo Ball, while not an elite defender, is definitely above average and did a lot of things right. Not not amazing, not a lockdown defender, right? Better help defender, better off ball defender. But that's, if anywhere that Devontae Graham shines, it's that. But it's, it's not even that. He's not as good as Lonzo Ball defensively. I think in the backcourt, the Pelicans have definitely gotten worse. In the front court. It's about the same. I don't think there's that much of a difference between Valanciunas and Steven Adams. If anything, it's maybe a slight upgrade, but that's more because Valanciunas is a better defensive rebounder than Steven Adams is. 
And Adams was pretty good at that already. But when you look at the numbers and even look at the film, right, with Valanciunas, he just gobbles up rebounds for the Memphis Grizzlies this past year, grabbing almost 30% of all defensive rebounds that he could have gotten. That's a very impressive number. So I think that helps them. Ending opponents' possessions is something that they want to do. But the biggest change likely comes from Willie Green. He's the defensive, was essentially the defensive coordinator for the Phoenix Suns last year. And they were predicated on a couple of things. And this is going to be a scheme change for New Orleans from what Stan Van Gundy wanted to do to what the team's going to do this year. And that's the biggest thing, right? The Pelicans were just terrible when it came to defending the three-point line because they didn't. Because Stan Van Gundy wanted to pack the paint, take that away, and was willing to let you shoot it from deep. And that just doesn't quite work in this modern NBA. It backfired tremendously. That's not what Willie Green does, and that's not what the Phoenix Suns did last year. And when you look at them, they really limited opponents' three-point shot attempts. And I think that's going to be a big reason why the, the Pelicans potentially succeed. Phoenix limited opponents to only basically 33 attempts per game. That's 10th best in the NBA last season. And they forced them to take bad threes too and contested threes if they could. Threes aren't usually contested, but if you make guys take not good threes above the break threes, ideally, you limit their shooting to a certain degree. Phoenix fifth best when it came to defending the opponents from the three-point line. Team shot against them 35.4%. Comparatively, for the Pelicans, it was 38% last season. That's a significant difference. What he tries to do is make you take bad long twos. They're going to defend both the, the rim as well as they can and the three-point line and try and force you into that middle ground and take just bad shots. That's not the defense that Stan Van Gundy tried to run last year. That's the biggest reason to see improvement, I think, is the scheme that they're running and that guys can sag off and that's great. You have enough guys that can maybe defend at the point of attack, particularly in Didi, that we'll see how many minutes he gets. Nikhil has all the tools to be a good defensive guard. He's got the wingspan. He's got the size. He's got some of the strength. I think he can really be really good there. But the scheme... And the scheme helps limit some of the guys who are subpar defenders, I think, to a certain degree. Because you're not asking them to really fully go one-on-one on their guys, right? You're asking them to kind of play into a team defensive limit these shots and also take away the rim and let them take those two. So back off, defend the rim, sag off, drop coverage, whatever you want to call it. That works. And the Pelicans started to run a lot of that, and you saw it during this summer league Um, session. And while they're running guys off the three-point line and trying to force them down and kind of funnel them into that mid-range stuff, that's where they're putting the ball on the ground and you can get steals. And that's why New Orleans was able to get out and run a lot. And the Pelicans, by the way, one, two, three, six best when it comes to steals per game in summer league, basically at 10 per game. That's great. The Phoenix Suns, by the way, did a lot of that. They forced opponents into turnovers And that is what you're going to see New Orleans try and do. Get you in that mid-range when the ball is on the ground, try and knock it loose by being a help defender, something like that. You don't need to be a great one-on-one defender, but if you can help on the defensive side of the ball using wingspan and length and things like that, this team can improve. So I'm actually fairly optimistic about them jumping up. And it's, it's not hard when you were that bad defensively last year. Like there's only room to go up from there. But I definitely think the Pelicans can do it. Phoenix was also a really, really good defensive rebounding team. 
And I think you're going to see that here in New Orleans, especially with Valanciunas. That's where he's going to probably help out the most, I think, more so than anything else. The Phoenix Suns really limited opponents' second chance points last year and really went out and gobbled up defensive rebounds and ended opponents' possessions. Steals. Defensive rebounds, that's the most important thing I think that the team is going to look to do. Phoenix, by the way, was 11th in terms of defensive rebounding last year. The Pelicans were actually third. So they should continue at that. End those opponent possessions. Try and get out in the fast break and run. Limit your half-court opportunities as much as possible. It has the recipe for doing well, and you see it. And the fact that Willie Green is connecting with guys, and defense is a lot about just giving a damn on that side of the ball. You already saw those guys really try for him in summer league. I don't think it's any of the players that are going to be the biggest difference makers when it comes to the defense. I actually think it's going to be Willie Green. So I'm optimistic about how they're going to be able to improve. So coming up next on Locked On Pelicans, no Christmas Day game, no national TV game on opening night or that first week. It's a little bit disappointing, maybe. Or is this a good thing overall? Let's get into it coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. They're essentially protein bars that taste like a candy bar. These things are so good. I have one every single day. Basically, it's my lunch. I don't like a big, heavy lunch kind of bogging me down. Then you've got to do work and you're already kind of sleepy from it. Built Bar is perfect. It's got that protein to kind of keep you going. It's great if you want to take them before or after your workout or if you just need something for breakfast. And they taste so good, you're not even going to realize you're eating a protein bar. You're honestly going to think you're eating a candy bar. They come in unbelievably delicious flavors. I just got the special Rocky Road one, which is an a limited edition flavor, limited time flavor. Tastes just like the ice cream, except it's good for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein in all of these. Calories between 130 and 180, so you're not wasting all that cardio that you just did. Only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. They're all amazing. They're all tasty, delicious flavors, and they're all healthy for you. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at built.com. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, baseball season's still going on. Summer league's winding down. But if you want to make things more interesting, no better place than betonline.ag. Plus, you could have bet on all the summer league games too, which is a lot of fun to do. Especially, you probably would have made some money betting on the Pelicans going 5-0. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game. So head to the website using your mobile device. Sign up today. Get your login. Do all of that. And then use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money right there. It's like you already want to bet. You put in a thousand bucks, they're giving you 500. It's great. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and use promo code locked on. All right. So we got a taste of the NBA schedule coming up this year. We've seen the Christmas Day slate. It's like 80% right. I'd take out one team, probably maybe two teams. We've seen the first key matchups of the season. We've seen opening night Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, you get the Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks. That's kind of fun, too. Uh, but no Pelicans anywhere to be found. And this is really kind of quite the shine coming off of the team a little bit. We've seen Zion in his first two years in league with the Pelicans all over everything, right? But the Pelicans kind of continually disappointed on national TV. And I wonder if the NBA feels a little bit burned about that, either not getting him in games in that first season or them just being bad last season and not really seeing them kind of live up to the hype. So now all of a sudden this team's flying a little bit under the radar and I can't say I'm upset. 
you know, it's going to be nice to just enjoy Christmas Day for the games and not have to potentially have your day wrecked if the team loses and they lost the Miami Heat last year. So it's kind of nice that they can just you can just get a bit of a break that day and there's no pressure on them to start the season. You know, the fact that they don't have a key matchup, you know, NBA TV game or anything like that, that might come out later. But any of the TNT and all those means maybe the easy the schedule is going to be kind of easy to start the year, which would be nice to get off to a fast start. John Krause, my co-host on the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA, also said this. Do you think there's some punishment coming towards New Orleans and Chicago, right? And the Miami Heat, who are not on any of this stuff either. And Toronto, who never is, in it, you know, in the first place. But all the teams kind of involved in the tampering stuff and the investigations right now are not on any of the national TV games to start the year or on Christmas Day. Like the Heat not being on a Christmas Day game, especially after Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler being there, that's all kind of shocking, right? Chicago being a big market, having spent a lot of money this offseason and retooling their roster at the trade deadline last year, not being on anything. You think it's somewhat punishment for some of the tampering stuff? Like they're not going to do a ton to, to impact these teams, nothing's going to happen to the Pelicans. But, like, the Bulls are going to lose a second-round pick or two. So will the Miami Heat. Is this partially, one, they don't want to have those conversations kind of dominating the game? You know, the second Lonzo Ball or Kyle Lowry were to touch the, uh, touch the ball, like, they're going to have to talk about it. You know, now you avoid that and you kind of punish those teams and, like, we're not going to put you here if you, you know, jump the gun and break these rules. I think that might have something to do with it. Um, and maybe the Pelicans are kind of caught in the crossfire there. But I kind of like that they're not getting maybe the respect that they should have. And they haven't earned anything yet. But this team's going to be better than they were last year. It means they should be solidly in the play-in contention sp- you know, spots and maybe even in the playoffs. They should probably be getting more national recognition just based on what we've seen so far, but they're not. Maybe that puts a little chip on their shoulder. Maybe it means they're going to be a little bit hungrier to kind of prove doubters and haters wrong out there. I kind of like that. Anything that adds a little bit more fuel to the fire, right, is only going to be a good thing, giving them some sort of edge, especially with a new head coach trying to kind of humble them to a certain degree. I kind of like it, actually. I also just prefer Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels on the broadcast. And don't really need the uninformed, you know, uh, people that call a lot of these games that are just bad. It just means we get our guys calling them. And I dig that a whole lot more than, you know, Jeff Van Gundy, who I don't even think he really likes basketball or potentially Stan Van Gundy, you know, potentially calling games too, which is going to be kind of awkward and weird if that ends up being the case. So I like this situation that they're not on these national TV games and hopefully it ends up being a benefit in some capacity for the New Orleans Pelicans. Let me know what you think. Is this kind of a slight against them? Do you think it has to do with the tampering stuff? I'm kind of curious. That's that's not a horrible theory that I've heard about all of this. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Let me know, do you think the Pelicans are improved defensively? And do you think Willie Green is going to be the main reason why? As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.